Okay, so last night we began to discuss possible answers for Abisal Salanter, Shita, and those that hold like him that there's no Isolif Me'iver when it comes to Midas in the context that he said it. We're talking about doing mitzvahs deraises, trying to make people feel good, give them covered, give them food, give them delicacies, and the risk that he is bavarning is the fact that Michael was head. He's human, and it'll be a struggle, cause more gaiva, and cause him to become too much into his gashmias, his food, become gluttonous, a violation of Kadeshim Tiyu, and the Suru. Suru is not just Acharei Nechem. It's uh, getting into Inyane Elamazet too much. And the first simple answer we suggest is that it's Exeris Akasav, and you have a mitzvah, and some say because the mitzvah is telling you the chiddush that we're not worried about lifneiver. So, like I said, the halisa say it doesn't fit the regular parameters. Or if you're doing a mitzvah, you're doing the shem shemayim shem a mitzvah Even though it usually goes in the person doing the mitzvah, it means it shouldn't cause damage. That's another possibility. You could use some of these two mitzvahs together. And Rab Chaim says that the midah raw you're triggering is not an iser per se, and therefore there's no lifneiver. So after she has somebody asked me. Uh, is that a Dovram Luskim? I think I mentioned this. It seems to me, Achlaik Zvishayinim, the Vishayinim in the various Mani Mitzvahs who count the Midas Ro is not just bad for Yeruchmiyas, but actually Serm. And Abchaim is obviously Bimachriya, not like that, and he holds that it's uh, just bad. And then we get into the Shaila, it's an Eitzara, why isn't that an Isser? Is he a Shagig? Is he a Mezid? And we're going to have some interesting Nafkaminas between the two shittas. As a matter of fact, before we even continue, I want to show you one of the nafkaminas. Iron is based on your emails. I actually made a copy of it. Uh, see, there's a nice I saw the email today. So just I'll take this. It's one paragraph. This is the end of a very, very famous tshuva, Nigas Moshe. Uh, the doctor just walked in about smoking. And uh, Moshe has a long tshuva explaining the parameters of which has a lot to do with sugis you probably never heard of involving corona and vaccination uh, which we're not going to go into now what? yeah right so there are those that say somebody told me maybe even David said this that Amesha today would say that there's nobody who's unscathed and therefore, Ramesh's argument was there are plenty of people who have Muslim damage, but it's not everybody, enough people don't. And we have people in the hospital who have the issue, but there's some people at home. And Ramesh explains this. I'm going to focus not on this subject, on the last part, just interesting how this became a, a big sugi, and we spoke about this in our Shabbos afternoon shirim about the uh, general uh, matzav and that was... Um, not recorded, I apologize to people listening, but maybe it's uh, better that way, and those who need to know, call. Anyway, Lamaisa, I believe, doctor, you can weigh in on this, if a person is disciplined enough to stick to one cigarette a week or one a month, it will not make much of a difference in his health profile. Uh, you agree with that or disagree? What year was this trip written? A long time ago. 77. Yeah, a long time ago. Decades, decades and decades. So it, it, the Surgeon General, if you remember, started in the 60s saying, you know, it might be harmful, and then the Lashanis became probably, and then definitely, and by now they have like a skull and a crossbones, and this will do, 
every damage possible there they and then this they sued the companies <laughs> it's been a long trip with this but that still doesn't answer the question it depends on the frequency what he does there's a lot of medical evidence that a person who is a heavy smoker if he stops which is hard to do therefore don't don't try this at home it'll actually clear up very nicely if he stops early enough and you can reverse a lot of the damage but if a person limits it to one or two per whatever within the state limits it's not going to do anything and therefore the Shabbos Hashem would certainly go on that the problem is most people vast majority who get into smoking don't do that it's addictive and they don't limit it and and the question is, can you, can you apply Shem Pesach Shem? Right so far? It's a mere shalom, uh, Yeah, yeah. The, the ones who limit to one cigarette a, a perm. Yeah, so that was part of your uh, question today, Aaron. So I just want to focus on the last paragraph because this is a perfect example of an afkamina so far between terrorist number one and terrorist number two. Terrorist number one is you're doing a mitzvah, you're doing chesed, you're doing a chesed, you're trying to make the guy feel like a million dollars, you're picking him up, you're encouraging him, giving him cover. Okay, it's a risk, he might become a he might become a glutton, but you're doing a mitzvah. So whatever the mahalach is, shamay mitzvah, davarat, whatever you want to call it, it's mutter. Rab Chaim is saying no, is because you're triggering gaiva or anger that's very bad, but it's not the Avera per se. Nafkemin will be where Moshe says the very end of his famous truth about the cigarettes. Take a look at the last paragraph. It was uploaded today for those listening. It's Shin Yutes, page Shin Yutes here, so Chesh Mishpat Beis. Avavadai. See the very end of Chuva Ainvav. Vadai min Aroy Lacholish. After Moshe says his famous hetter, he says, however, it's certain. That it's proper even in those early days. So Maisha, this is exactly what we're talking about. Maisha's not talking about the Musr Shaboy, it's not just Musr. It's a primary ashkafa. He says, Why are you starting up with something that even might be dangerous with no ta'elis? So the smokers will say, No ta'elis. It's very gishmak. So Maisha addresses that. Remember, Moshe's time, this is uh, light years ahead of, uh, there were generations already of Goyim and Yidin who were smoking and seemingly enjoying it, although it's hard for me to understand, but you have to be a smoker to have tasted it. One second. There's no talus, there's no enough for those who are not used to it. Certainly don't get used to it. And don't let your kids go near it. This is Ramesha, who's the Balaheta over here. Like, tell your kids, do as I say, not as I do, which Ramesha is fully aware is not that effective, but you've got to try, and better for you to kick the habit, but if you can't, at least tell them I started at a time and the Surgeon General wasn't nervous, and I regret starting it, and I'd like to stop, and we're going to try to work on it, but meanwhile, at least don't start. Even without a sakana, the alleged sakana at those times, yesh lesser, listen to this, you shouldn't get used to it and bring on another taiva of general statement. Forget the sakana. What do you bring in enough taivas in the world? We deal with You're creating a new taiva, a new craving for what? This line is never muskum by everybody, despite that you shall me there, but you always ask whenever I mention this about that you're going to pay if you don't try every tanugim as that. That means a um, quarter of exiles of every marshmallow and everything that comes out, but that's it, just to 
But Ramayisha says it's a Pasha. Of course, you should have Mayat and Taivas, Tanuki, Misarim. You shouldn't invite more and, and invite new cravings and uh, new connections to Gashmias. So Ramayisha is saying is this is very bad for you and bad for the kids, even if technically it's under Kiva the Dosh Bey Rab, Misharim, Pesayim, Hashem. And Ramayla, you shouldn't do it, and you should keep your kids from doing it. And. Does Ramesha say it's Lifneiver? Ramesha is not discussing Lifneiver in the Tshuva, but Aaron, you asked, would this be Lifneiver? And this would depend. According to the first territory we have, it would be. If you're hurting him and there's no tell, there's no mitzvah to do it, then you're in negative territory. According to Abchayim, creating this taiva is not uh, a good idea, but it's not a direct violation yet of anything, and therefore it might not be Lifneiver. It doesn't have to be Lifneiver to not be good to have your kids do it. I will mention, since Adarishan is coming, that's before Adarishani. And other shiny confirm, which we're all looking forward to. Except every parent uh, has the issue. Well, if the parents themselves smoke, uh, and I really can never bring it up. But if they don't, every um, every most bacharim, at least on perm, want to try a cigarette. So a lot of them bacharim try it once and are cured immediately. <laughs> Stop coughing and sputtering and all this. Ah, this is horrible and gagging. And that was it. That's the cure for life. They did it once. But there is a peer pressure. It's not a bad thing. In a perm is a time, a good bach and a good yeshiva. So this is their worst avera of uh, letting it hang out, being a little looser, and they try a cigarette or two. That itself wouldn't be so bad. The problem is many people who started smoking started smoking on perm. Not all of them. Some of them started smoking uh, when they got their hands on it. But... It's, I remember it was very cute that one of my sons, shall we remain uh, nameless, although it's a very cute story and did nothing wrong. Their big shtick for perm was the entire yeshiva decided they always do one main, pull one main event a night or two before perm. So this Masifta A, both in Muncie, decided with, the, I think, the uh, 12th graders and first year best major of Masifta B that for night seder, mind you, they're not going to halila skip night seder, they're going to completely switch, and Yeshiva A is going to be learning night seder, and Yeshiva B, and Yeshiva B is there, and the Rashiva is going to walk in, it's going to see like 60 Talmudim, he doesn't recognize. And they pulled it off, and it was great, and everybody hopped on off, and they learned Shtark. That's like, that was the big, <laughs> that was the great, uh, the great event that they got uh, being naughty, right? So, if it was that and one cigarette, and it didn't come up to the rest of the year, no, no. So that I'm mentioning that as a chinuch point. I deal with bacham all the time, and I have a few homegrown. And um, it's a big decision. A parent could come out of Eshlahava and say, "Perm's coming. You dare touch a cigarette." And I, over the years, like even started mentioning it. And one of my sons pointed out, "I kid you not. This is years before the sugya." He said that Abba just we know it's coming. It might be lifneiver. I said, you know, I, I think you're right. I wasn't really going to come down hard, but yeah, I'm just, uh, you got it already. The message is delivered. That's a good point. I, and they're not getting it, and they didn't. <laughs> so they try what I do. That, that's the best case scenario, how to handle these things. If that's the worst thing they want to do, but the danger, of course, is if you try once, you actually like it, which, Hashem, they didn't. So that's for anybody with boys, anybody who knows boys, that's going to come up if it hasn't already, no? Of it. Did they ever hear such a thing? Never heard such a thing. Mom's clueless. Well, all they're doing is switching best measures. That's, that's the only thing you heard of. <laughs> I thought it was so. I asked them, I'm like, they're planning and planning. What did you do for perm already? So we really got everybody was shocked. We were learning a different best measures. 
I said, who was learning? I didn't, I just didn't understand. So who's learning? That's not, not me. It's everybody. I said, that's cute. Uh, and I just walked in. Like everybody said, someone doesn't look right. But everybody was learning and all the firm around the table. It was very, uh, it was very cute. Yeah. Avi, you uh, sound like you had a question. Oh, so I, I remember learning that there, there's some kind of a toil in smoking in terms of making yeah, it Pnei a Yeshua, Yeah, I, I interviewed a lot of smokers about this. The Pnei Yeshua, long time ago. Which, I, no, no, I, I got some honest opinions. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Just a very short sugi. The main sugi is an Hilch Yantiv, is a Hilch Yantiv. That's a major problem. And it's a big Machalik Zacharinim. And Pasha says it's not a Dove Shavuot Chol Nefesh. Even at the peak of the numbers, which are way down now, it was never something that really the people liked. There was a lot of people. So that's not Shavuot Chol Nefesh. You can't light a match. It's Chil Yantiv. So many Acharim Tachel was also Some room is so big because it was widely used. And the Shalash Juspenei Yeshua said, a very interesting story, he said, if it has therapeutic value, so whatever is used as a medicine, by nature, is automatically Shavu L'Chol Nefesh, because if a person had this headache or illness or foggy or whatever it is, and you use that, so everybody uses it, that's called Shavu L'Chol Nefesh, and it's Mutter. What therapeutic value was he talking about then? We're not exactly sure. He mentioned something about aiding digestion. It's not going to help us today because if the Surgeon General now is absolutely a thousand positive that it kills every other organ, and he can go to the bathroom better or help the suggestion, that's not going to be called therapeutic value. And I spoke to smokers and they said, they're not sure, maybe it passes the time. So I didn't even get a clear answer, even if it does that. Yeah. Okay, so I have to find the source there, but I, I think it was that it gives your uh, brain like a performance enhancement that has nothing to do with uh, the damage. Once you're used to it? it no, uh, okay. chemical in it, but I have to... There were many it. great people at the height of smoking before they had any clue there was a problem. Right? Where she was who smoked and the best medicine used to have before they banned it. And uh, they would say, like, uh, Zog, like, I can't figure out this Abchayim uh, without it. Yeah. So it, that's fine. In the context of not knowing it's us, I will say, I think it was a Barber. I've had a tremendous Kibbutz. And again, decades, almost a century ahead of his time, his father mentioned to him, he was smoking like everybody, everybody else was, in the 20s or whatever it was, his father mentioned to him, he had an inkling that maybe it wasn't so healthy. He says, you know, they want to be everyone with neighbor. He was smoking for years already. Everybody was. He said, you know, I, I think it might be a good idea not to. From the second he heard that, the rest of his life, he never lit a cigarette. He always had one in his mouth. Just, you know, he, was used to it. he never lit it. Can you imagine stopping at a dime like that? That means total self-control. But that makes sense because by Barber, the same total self-control to learn 22 hours a day. <laughs> Is that uh, total self control? But that's the keep it up. It's father didn't even ask me. He just said, I prefer, I think, and I heard the discussing is it really healthy? And that was, that was enough for him. Is there an American goggle and walking to the doctor and the doctor gave the report that just came out? He dropped the package. Yeah, the same idea. But that's why self control, you can't become a clever person without that self control in every other area of your life. So it should apply to you. And it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. And the ban, I will say to their credit, to the, all the Rashivas. It was before my time. All the Rashivas, just from almost one day to the next, they didn't phase out one day, but it's pretty quick. Banned smoking in the best medrash. They told me it used to be the medrash, there was a whole fog. Go to any smoke area, like any public area. And they banned it and stopped, and it, and it never came back. There's no other medrash where they. Lakewood just stopped in 91. 91 is not as uh, close as it used to be <laughs> to now. Uh, <laughs> he's like Lakewood just stopped in 91 <laughs> that's like three decades plus ago yeah <laughs> so yeah 91 sounds familiar but uh, yeah not uh, <laughs> yeah 
Okay, so that was, I think, a good example, Aaron, of the chilip between whether you hold Rab Chaim's mahalach over here or, or the stand-up shot, you're doing a mitzvah, you're not doing a mitzvah, I'm just like, what do you need it for? That was the... So now we get to the pre-Adr Shmuz on the smoking, we can go back to the other Rab Chaim. And this is Rab Shmulevitz, which we began... Interesting, it's a little Yibaldim I don't make these things up. So, uh, you have page 7 of your main handout. <coughs> so the reason this shtickle is so important, the whole piece is, is really essential, but I only took these few paragraphs. He's focusing on covenant, and he's really trying to answer, as we introduced by Midas, Midas is in measure, which means nothing's inherently bad or good. So why is the Midas over here? To understand the Mahalach and Rebbe Salanter, that you're not doing anything wrong despite the risk of the Gaiva, you have to understand, appreciate why there's such an Indian per Aftabechamecha and Chesed to give somebody covered? If it's such poison, that's what we're addressing over here. Such poison, so why are we dishing it out? And why does Aslanta seem to say you can dish it out in very, very large quantities? The larger the quantity, the more the risk of the Gaiva. So we saw the first paragraph, which I backed up from the bracket. We started last night, Beholanaz El Mazes. He started explaining that uh, it's not a very tangible hano, which is why you can actually go and want more and more and not be saturated, unlike eating. And he said that since it's not tangible, and it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense, because the real mind will understand, like, who's keeping the score and whatever you do in life? So it does make a difference. Only Hashem's opinion counts on whether you're doing the right or wrong. So what do you cover people for? Half the people don't know what you're doing, don't know what's right, don't know what's wrong. So what difference does it make? They're human beings. My say human beings work that if you feel like you're just a, uh, a doorknob or a piece of furniture and nobody notices you, it's, we have a constant mutation, and people do feed on being recognized and getting a certain amount of covered, and it is pretty vital for most human beings to varying degrees. And that Rokhaim is going to develop is where it comes in that it's a mitzvah and it's a chiv and it's part of human relations, it's part of it's part of building people up and it does play an essential role uh, within reason if you remember the Maisa uh, we said over from the Chaznish in the Chinuch Shirem when he told the Mechanchem in probably 1951 or 52 or something like that that uh, it was after the war so late 40s, early 50s and he's told them something they thought was a Chiddush Otzum which now we take so for granted we have to bend the tree somewhere to lands in the middle and he said that when you're dealing with Talmudim today and children, you've got to give them compliments, and they were horrified. They were compliment. That was against the Chinah for 2,000 years. They're going to become Baal Gaiva. You're going to kill the kids. Kids shouldn't think they're Hashem's gift to humanity, even though they are until they're grown up. They can't even handle the cover. They don't know what to do with it. They're going to make them into this poison. He said, yes, but uh, basically like a... I mean, use the word vaccinations because that's already a, a political word. But is, they need some of it now, and, and it's got no adirus and the self-esteem, and they need to be built up. And they couldn't believe it. He said, "You think that's a chiddush? In another couple of generations, we're going to need about the skid load." And he said that in Yiddish, whatever the Yiddish of skid load would be. But he was talking about a tablespoon, a teaspoon, then a tablespoon. So we are doing that. We it's necessary to a degree. You mentioned uh, you started saying baremes, and I would that I would say over. Every fix in every generation needs the fix, and every dome of each generation have to know what's needed, and we've taken it's a chiddush nifla. And uh, we will see when the Pelayates begins discussing this and disagrees with Salsalanter on some of this, 
He's going to give the examples. Whatever you do, don't give cover to kids. They're too young. They can't handle it. That was standard until after the war. They're not mature enough to say that. You have to do this publicly. You're trying to help me, but I'm really not so great. They just, immature people, just say, yeah, they finally realize what a great asset I am. I'm, and I'm 13 years old, 12 years old. Ramesha once walked into the room when he was a young adult, 10, 11, 12, however old he was, and David was a rub, he's sitting with the other Rabbanam, and they stood up for him. And he laced into them, he says, you're trying to kill my child? He's a young boy. So he's the elite of the town. Okay, so what are you doing? So that's not the meaning today, as you notice. And Baba Mitzvah, you've got to see all sorts of shochem. I was just at an offer for last week, as you know, and can I not, my, my nephew is Gavaldic, and he's, um, they're going to say more of a thing, it was all due, but uh, that wasn't the meaning three generations ago. It's, uh, you would, you would think that, and it's not very, very choshu, I'm not taking away, but the meaning is we have seven, eight different about not the godless Adam, and the godless of this chasen, the Shabbos by the Kala, and we're doing that because we feel people need to be built up. And a lot of that's true. The question is, where does it end? And the famous Maisa, the uh, Bacha now is married after Sherebuch, he came back to Yeshiva and is now a young man and uh, came after second Seder, that Musa Seder, and everybody was taking out the Musa's farm. And he kept on learning. And the Mashiach came over to him and said, Excuse me, Rebbe Yid, uh, it's time for Musa Seder. Turned to him and said, Rebbe, if you would know what they said about me in this past week, you would know I don't need Musa Seder. That's uh, a joke, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> that could be problematic. So that's the balance you have to figure out, but Rav Chaim is putting in the good word for the positive cover to building up the self-esteem, which we'll see. So he equates the second part of cover, covered Meduma. What's covered Meduma? Covered Meduma is when it's not even real covered, it's just he thinks he's getting covered. And even that is satisfying. Why is that? So let's go to the second paragraph, Mishum Kach. Go up from the brackets, two paragraphs. Mishum Kach, Adam Reidif, Afilach, covered Meduma. Covered shove, mishum shakol covered ain ela shakav chazam. It's an amazing line. He said, all covered's covered in meduma. So what does it make whether it's real covered meduma or fake covered meduma? It's still fake covered. It's all, it's all meaningless anyway. It only matters what Hashem thinks. Lachain and hevdo ben covered mamish to covered meduma. And he says a maisa about himself in a self depreciating way. Maisa hayof neishleshim vesheishana. Yashavnu, palatik a maisa. Shavnu kol chaverim lefnei mervarabi ganat sadik rabbi yuchim zatzal. Yuchim is mashkiach in the mirror. Chaim Stamma was the, from the older Bochum. He already was known as, uh, Chaim is uh, known to a lot of people who don't know Chaim from the Shirem, from Sichas Musa. This was done, Kalach Hayad. Can you imagine what he gave to the world? He has well known Shirem that is still widely used and quoted. He's considered one of the premier Rosh Hashivas of, of the time. So, Rabbi Nehuchu mentioned that he got a letter from one Tamidim that went to the States. That's the United States. And he wrote back a letter saying that we have a Chaburah here and we were learning and we were enjoying the Shirem of Rab Chaim. He said over the Chidushim, and when he said it, he pointed to me. He was already Arisha B'Chaburah then. So Rab Chaim says, it was clear as day to me. Brisk. You get this? He said, he, the time I wrote the letter from the States, I said over the Chedushim from Rabchaim, he said, I knew, and he knew, said he met Rabchaim Brisker, not me. But when he pointed at me, I still felt, like what it was, that you think, think it's me, they're using, they're using my, my, my Chedush. 
They were afraid. That I, I don't know if he said that in Anivis that Rabbi Yerucham also knew that it wasn't him. But he's claiming that Rabbi Yerucham also knew that. And he's just trying to be mechabim. Is that a pella? Mamish kavanah maduma. It's a telling example of self kavanah maduma. He says that that's not what the letter meant. So what's pshat? So why does this type exist? It has to have a positive application. As we mentioned, you got to run away like it's poison. And taking covet and looking for covet is bad. He calls it usur. That's for himself. But somebody else. That sounds like Rabbi Salasalante. Like on a shear, just keep going. Even if you have to make it up. The way he's telling you the story, Rabbi knew that the letter was a friend of Chaim Brisker, but he wanted some to think it was a friend of Chaim Shmuel. Is sitting there, and they wanted to respect him. Mamish covered him a duma. But he said, the value is, in this case, maybe pumping up the Tlamidim, that they, they're in his Chabur, or, or, or encouraging him. Whatever the Rabbi Yochum understood, the Tlamidim understood, was necessary. But he said, Even if he doesn't deserve the covet, and you're giving more than what he really deserves, which is often the case. <laughs> he says here, Mestama. He said, I think Rav Yucham knew that it was a Chaim Brisker, but he didn't think Talmidim knew it, so he pointed to me. So Chiddush to say that shot in the story. But he did to me. So he gives a famous Moshul. You know, somebody once commented to me, I thought it was an interesting historical uh, footnote, but there's a, there's a reason behind it. He said, yeah, I grew up uh, in a smaller shul, wherever, is it? this is an older man telling me this, so we're going back already, his story he's telling over from 70 years ago. He said, I remember they always used to have fights, like real fights about Elias. He said, why do I don't see that anymore? Everybody, such a everybody got so great? No? No, interesting, Shiloh, we don't have the Scott word there is. Well, I thought about it, and I said, no, Nescatno Hadar is usually, I think it's Chisarin. I'm not looking to bring it back. <laughs> I think in that Dur, when their whole life focused around the shul, that was their home, that was their whole source of Chiyas, so yeah, it made a difference, you know. I felt Shlishi, I'm but the Ruchnius, the backdrop made a difference. still shouldn't fight about it. That's what he's going to make a point. Now, no one, yeah, yeah, you're interrupting my conversation actually. When you called me up, you know, what'd you give me a leah for? I'm a little schmoozing with this guy, not here. I'm just saying. It's a, I don't think it's a hello, Dovu. It is an interesting thing, no? Do you, you remember in uh, you, uh, Ellie, when you, when you were, you grew up in, in Israel or in Rare Park? You wouldn't say, I, I, I still remember such a thing. You don't see it till it come up. That's because everybody's greater. I, I'm wondering, I'm not trying to say critique on the people now, I'm just saying, we usually assume it's gotten a dairy, so you shouldn't pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, we're much better than our grandparents. I think that what you... Yeah, yeah. So Shiva commented, he said, how come, somebody asked, how come it became such a big thing to get Mafter? Mm-hmm. He says, 
Well, one of the shocker bigger than another one. I need to show that we can even get a small idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but but nobody. I'm saying, but nobody even thinks like that. They don't. They're not misyaches. I think because we're somewhat involved in a lot of other things. So I don't know if it's the same. Anyway, I don't want to comment either way. But it's certainly not. We're not greater than our uh, naturally greater than our our grandparents in the previous deris. That's that's my point. But his example over the backdrop. Somebody gets an aliyah. The person getting the aliyah should not be thinking at all about which aliyah he got and didn't got didn't get and what his friend got. None of his business. He shouldn't be running after the covet. Also, love is a gummer. The guy before is less royish, but after me, he says, it's terrible to think that way. You should run away from COVID, and it's an Avera, and it's a Busha. However, with a capital H, he says, the Gabai in charge giving out the Elias. His job is to make such cheshbenis and figure out who deserves what. Again, this still sounds like a theory. They keep saying it, run away like the plague. It's horrible and terrible. Make sure you give everybody else a nice amount of it. Sounds like, But that's the way it works. Is, is if you spend your life running to covered, it's going to be a real disadvantage to your ruchnius. Because you'll be doing things not l'shma, and you'll be doing things what people think, and you'll be subservient to their opinions, even though you're supposed to be doing what's on Hashem. Only Hashem opinions, opinions count through the Shulchan Aruch and through Shas and Peskim, and it shouldn't bother you, and it's going to hinder you. But people need encouragement, and your job is to do the chesed with them, and that's not a steerer. <laughs> And he has to be careful. It's so dangerous, the Chazal tells us, Yerobim ben Avot's final downfall, his final chance was me Barash. So he lost everything because of a covenant issue. On the other hand, Hashem put it in the Bria because it could be a motivating factor. So he says, the bottom line is, Hashem gave us the Teva to like it so we know what the other person needs that can help him out, again, within the proper measure. Everybody would agree. Just like Salat is saying, you just make sure you give a healthy dose. You can't measure exactly, and if Kanzabal got it from it, that's his problem, not your problem. Meza Tamshi, whatever the answer is. And the Peleyes, we're going to yet see next week, is going to be about being a little bit extra careful in, uh, in what you're doing. I'll mention... One other, it's a, it's a Pella. I don't have too many stories of Kavod and Menduma. I mean, we see it every day. But Chaim just said over a story that he thinks was given to him as a compliment by Rav Yuchim. And he knows, or he thinks he knows, that wasn't referring to him, was referring to Chaim Brisk. And he thinks Rav Yuchim knew that also. That's a Pella already. Somebody just told me, um, Zalba Shabbos, that there was a Maitse that happened in Eitz Yisrael that came to Rav Zilvashin as a, as a Shailah. And Meister Shahoya Kachoya, the way he told me, it's probably in, in print somewhere, so if he didn't get all the details, but the uh, gist of it is going to be very nagay to this. They had a double chasna hall. In America, we now know what that means. I was in Lakewood a number of times. It's Pell Lakewood, Muncie, Psyche. They're building chasna halls left, right, and south, like yeshiva buildings, because there's not enough room for everybody. Baruch Hashem, Ken Yerbu. In the Cheder, it's not the only one. It's two mammoth chasna halls. They're now put up like you're going into the Stadium. 
you have to know if a Schwartz is saying go to parking lot five, six, and seven. If I, just a whole month of gone, you wouldn't be, thirty years ago, you wouldn't believe such a thing as possible. And each one is very large. So and it's a cell, they also have it. If it's large, so I might as well tell you that a double chasna hall. A chasna A started on time and the band is going. A chasna B, they get a call from the band leader who says, uh, screaming into the phone about a pakak, there's a demonstration on the on Kvish Aleph and I can't get into Yushalayim and I'm not coming and I've been on the road for hours and I'm not coming. And he puts down the phone and says, what do you mean you're not coming? He says, I'm not coming. And he hangs up. Yeah, I have a chasna without a band. They're in big trouble. It's not maybe his fault. He's stuck in a pakak and... Uh, it's not a bottle cap for us. Okay, it's, a, it's a parking mess. Uh, and he's not coming. So now what do you do? So the guy's sort of a brilliant idea. He's going to pipe in all the music. He's going to set up and wire it in, set up speakers. Chasna's chasna's the same schedule. And the music over there is just fine. They're going to, he asked for shus, and they're going to take it in, and they're going to have the music at both chasna's. Kavaldik. Everything's going fine. It's working like a charm. They catch up quickly. And then, in the middle of the dance, by the first chasana, this very chash of a Yisrael walks in, and they start singing, Yamin, Mamish, and the place is labeled there. Good, no, why not? <coughs> Poked at that exact time, in chasana B, the wealthy uncle walked in. <laughs> Could you not? And, and everybody thought it was planned. They didn't hop what was going on. This is Gavaldic. And they picked him up in the chair and they're dancing with him and everything. Mama shared the time of his life. So after the chasana, the minute of this uncle, this is a large family, he has a lot of brothers. The minute of this uncle is he gives every nephew 500 shekel. After the chasana, he takes out his checkbook and writes a check for 5,000 shekel. So chasana, who's a tenimistic bacher now, a younger man, so he came to Zilberstein. He said, What do I do over here? Is this Geneva? Geneva's Das? Like, what? <laughs> like, he's saying, it's a pop- I, I never would have believed it. If the guy told me a story, I have my mouth up. He said, Why are you so surprised? He said, I'm just like preparing Sheer next week about Kavan Maduma. This is Gavaldic. <laughs> like, and the uncle had bless. He wanted us. You have to return the money. Now, just understand to let him know, dear uncle, by the way, that was a mistake, and we never would have played that for you. So that's Mama should be Zion. You don't have to like kill the guy. So he can't tell him, so what should he do? And it's an interesting Shiloh. What? Well, so there's a famous Gemara. They're going out of the city. It's nice to get out of the book committee. But over there, if you have two Amaram walking out of the city and one's walking to the city, the Pshat that Gemara, he has no reason to assume that they're a welcoming committee. They're on Kfish Olive going the other direction. No, we're going to Bede Brock. We're not the welcoming committee for Yushalayim. Over here, why in the world? That's why it's described to the backdrop. Uncle walks in. He doesn't know they piped in music from the Lachasol. They walk in. They strike up Yavadei Melech. And they're all Slavidik. So why in the world should he think otherwise? So it's not damage to that Gemara, actually. So he wanted to know, they have to give the money back. He knows it's clear. He gave to his brothers. It's ten times the amount. So, without getting into a Zilberstein's Raya, so true on this, I thought there was a Tzad that didn't keep the money because Lamaisa, he's not going to tell the uncle, no, we really don't hold you that much and we never would have played that. It was coming from Chasna Hall A because that's not the cover dick to like uh, ruin his parade like that and to make him feel like a shaita, like he even thought, like he wrote a 5,000 5, 5, shekel check. So, you can't tell him. The Shaila is, he cannot cash the check. And they get nothing. Now he's behind his brother. Okay, but he's willing to say he's a good, uh, good guy. 
Lamaisi had the Anol. So the question is, is he paying 5,000 shekel? Because he had the time of his life, he never enjoyed a chasm like this ever before in his life and never will again. And he had his, you know, everybody has their 10 minutes of fame. And he had his 10 minutes of fame. Or is the pshat that he's giving him 5,000 shekel because he finally has one of his nephews, has seichel, to recognize who he is. The other one's okay, but one finally figured it out. That I was so chashiv. That is going das. And the shy of the complicated matters is, is he a muxuk? Because the check is not cash yet. To cash the check, I, but in Israel, a check is like cash because you go, everything is always flipped over, so maybe he's considered a muxuk. But fascinating shy is mamish covered a maduma, but he enjoyed it. So you made a guy feel good. And maybe Taka is uh, worth it. <laughs> the polymuster will say, run away from me like the plague and don't get any unknown. It might take away from unknown. It's not the uncle's fault. They're just playing the music and everybody reacted. They just thought, like no one was thinking. He walked in, they started playing. What else is going to be? Half the people didn't even know who he was. So that's the cover of Maduma. I don't know if he has to get back the check, but on that positive note, we'll continue next week. <laughs> okay.